1: Welcome to the Mad Max Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we break down Mad Max one minute at a time. I'm Rick.
0: And I'm Julia. And
1: today we're talking about Minute 25, which begins with Mudguts and Kundalini chasing a local into a building, and it ends with Toe Cutter whistling for the gang. Happy Friday, Julia.
0: Happy Friday.
1: <laughs> you, you happy it's already Friday? Yes. Yes. You know why I'm happy? Why? Tomorrow's my birthday.
0: <gasps> That's right. Yep, the
1: big three zero.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's a big one for you. Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess I kind of just spoiled it for everybody, so they didn't know that I'm younger than the movie. But whatever.
0: <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm younger than the movie too. So
1: so we begin this minute with Munguts and Kundalini beginning a chant, a sort mm. of nursery rhyme ish. Thing.
0: Yes, I guess it could be classified as nursery rhyme-ish.
1: It sounds like something that kids would say. Push me, shove you, oh yeah, says who?
0: Yeah, okay, I guess I see that.
1: It sounds it sounds like a schoolyard thing.
0: Do you think this is something that they do? Like, that they have done this little rhyme before? Or do you think they're making it up on the
1: spot? <sighs> well, they're definitely saying it in response to the fact that Grinner is pushing away D'Avando. Yes. You know, there's the whole, oh, push me, shove you. Well, push me, shove you, oh yeah, says who, from what I was able to find on Google, is not something that just everybody does. So I think it is something that they kind of invented, this little rhyme that they probably thought up for the movie. I did, in my research, find a YouTube video where the title was Push Me, Shove You, but it was this guy and... He was on one side of the video, and he had a baby on the other side, and it was just him and his baby, and he would, like, push on the baby a little bit, and the baby would crack up laughing, and it would take his little baby arm and, like, just try and, like, try and push the guy, but he's got little, little short baby arms. And so it's just a video of them, like, pushing back and forth on each other, cracking up at the idea. And I'm like, oh, this is adorable. Not related at all. <laughs> Useless research. <laughs>
0: I get the sense that they're just making it up as they go along.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are... I was going to come right out and say that there are few things less creepy than grown men, like, chanting schoolyard rhymes. But the more I listened to it, the less creepy it got, the the less sinister it got, and just the more goofy it sounded. Like, it started off a, the slightly... It started off the slightest bit nefarious and threatening, but then it just kind of got silly after a while.
0: I did not... Feel the transition to silliness that you felt. Yeah. It felt ominous to me. Mm -hmm. It felt like they were making fun of Grinner. And a lot of their behavior, last minute, this minute, what we'll talk about, they're bullies. Right. Very much so. That is definitely the sort of behavior. They are teasing For their own amusement. And up to this point, it's been more or less benign. And they're crossing a line here. Right. And I think that the idea of violence is introduced with this rhyme. Mm. And things only, the violence only escalates from this point
1: forward. Yeah. Because it's after they start rhyming that Grinner gets thrown into the ditch. Yes. And, I mean, he, he, he keeps his footing, more or less. More or less, but... Enough that he's able to, you know, recover. But then yes. he retreats inside the building, which...
0: It was a huge mistake.
1: Poor tactical choice.
0: Absolutely.
1: If you ask me. Poor, Because uh... you're limiting your your modes of egress. You know, if mm-hmm. you are surrounded by, you know, attackers, you want, you want to know where your exits are, type of thing. And going into that building, it seems like he was cutting himself off a little bit. Yes. And um, so he goes into the building, and then Mudguts and Kundalini kind of waltz up onto the thing. And you think that is going to run into the building, but no, he steps back and lets them go in the building.
0: Yes. And they do this little thing where uh, Kundalini stops and, like, allows Mudguts like, to go first. Like, a gestures
1: gen- him inside. Yes, like
0: he's being a gentleman.
1: And Diabondo, meanwhile, he's, like, leaning up against the post and he, like, crosses his arm and, like, cocks his hip and, you know, puts his, you know, toes the ground a little bit and it's like like you said very very showy yes very exaggerated and whatnot
0: yes they're definitely like putting on an act showing this level of confidence in preparing to do what they're about to do Mm. which is rough this guy up (laughs) yes i would rough this guy up isn't the words i put in my notes they beat him right We don't, and maybe you have the frame-by-frame abilities that I don't have, so maybe you got a better look at him when he comes out. I couldn't really see his face very well.
1: Um, As far as what I saw, his face isn't messed up. I think once they go inside, they probably just keep shoving him around a bunch.
0: Okay, so you think it is less that they beat him and more that they roughed him up. Exactly. Okay, well, that's something, I guess.
1: So they go inside the building, and then we get a shot of the, the Chevy couple. Is mm-hmm. what I what I started calling them because
0: right because Lair
1: and Girl in Chevy like those those are ridiculous like yeah we might Let's as call well call couple. them Jack and Diane for all I care yeah <laughs> but so they're watching on and they're seeing this guy get chased around and I'm like maybe leave now
0: yeah you
1: know instead of hanging around maybe instead of staring slack-jawed at what's happening, maybe put two and two together and be like, okay, the situation is starting to turn. Maybe it's a good time to get in the car and leave. Yes. Because as individuals, they are rather vulnerable. Yes. You know.
0: And, I mean, they didn't even have to get in the car and leave. They could have just gone inside another building. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind with this Mm -hmm. gang. They didn't go in all the buildings looking for people. Right. They were harassing the people who were
1: outside. Yeah. You know, and even if they just turned around, got in the car, started it up, pulled out nice and slow, didn't, you know, kick up any dust, they'd be able to just leave unnoticed. Yes. And now, probably a good option, but, you know, they don't take it. So... We transition from them to another shot outside of the building where the gang members are starting to get riled up. And one of the things I noticed about this group is that Starbuck now has Gum Chewer, but he's got her in like a solid headlock. Like he's got one arm completely around her neck and then he's got his two hands clasped. Like that's not his hand around her shoulder, that's a headlock. Yeah. Which is definitely not the best position to be in. Because he wears leather all day and he doesn't look very clean to begin oh, with.
0: That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. It's that's not gross. a
1: full let's see, what's the phrase? It's not a full smelly Nelson with her face right in his armpit, but like based on where her head is in relation to his oh. smelly parts. Yeah. Oh gross. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> So we see the group getting riled up outside. We get another shot of the door and we hear that shuffling. And I say that they roughed him up because you don't hear any like punching sound effects really. Right. From what I heard. And I I listen with headphones on. I mean, they're kind of old headphones. They're starting to fall apart, but they're still pretty good. And, um, And I didn't really like hear punches or kicks. I heard... Shuffling, getting pushed around because I think they're still you, they're still going over that push me, shove you chanting that they were doing outside. Yeah. Um, the one thing I noticed about this shot of the outside of the building, down on the floor, there's a cardboard box. And it says Twisties, and it's a very recognizable. That's a logo. And I said, Edgy, I wonder if that's a prop box or if that's a real box, because knowing the budget of the movie,
0: they probably grabbed a box. Yeah, they're not going to. They're, they're not, not going
1: to spend the money to print fake things on cardboard boxes that are just in the background. Yeah. Um, and so I did a little bit of digging. Yeah. Twisties. They're an Australian brand of cheese curls. They're basically Australian Cheetos. And on the box, it says cheese Twisties. And I'm like, okay, Cheetos comes in Flaming Hot, but they're all like cheese flavors. They're all cheese flavors. (laughs) Twisties, it's still a brand that's around today. You can get Twisties in either cheese or chicken flavored.
0: Okay, so my first inclination is to be like, oh, wow, that's weird and kind of gross. But then, I mean, there's chicken in a bi- in a biscuit, cracker things, mm-hmm. and we just had them, I think, for Christmas, was it, that we had them? I think so. Um, and they were delicious.
1: Yeah. And so it's like, okay, chicken-flavored Cheetos. And I'm like, yeah. I like Cheetos. Cheetos are good. And it's like, oh, what if I could have them okay. in chicken flavors? And
0: Can we order some?
1: Um, I think you can only get them in places like Australia and Malaysia. You
0: can't and... get them on Amazon?
1: Hmm. <sighs> Probably. I didn't try. Get
0: anything on Amazon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, in the course of my research, my thoughts didn't go immediately to, oh, Ooh. I should order some snacks online. Cause it's that's
0: right, because we're not sponsored by uh, NatureBox box. Yeah,
1: yet. we're not sponsored by anybody. We're not, we're not <laughs> slaves to the man. We don't have to read 30-second ads where we, you know, try and weave it seamlessly into the podcast. <laughs> I mean... I'd like to be money is nice <laughs> this is still a passion project <laughs>
0: okay so while you've been talking about whether or not we're sponsored i found them on amazon you can there's only 4 left in stock wait what
1: for that seller or i don't
0: know um okay this looks kind of weird okay so i'm not great with um with grams but it's a 155 gram bag which seems is probably just more or less a standard chip bag.
1: That sounds about right. It's
0: 20 bucks. Wow. Yes. But there are three from other sellers. (laughs) Okay, we're not getting any twisties. (laughs) It's a fun idea, but we're not getting any. There is someone who's selling it for $3.30 with $17 shipping.
1: You what?
0: I know, right? And then the one that... That Amazon is selling um, is twenty dollars with free shipping. So like it's a better <laughs> it's the same deal. Thing. There's somebody else selling it for forty dollars with twelve dollars shipping. Oh my
1: god! It would almost be cheaper to fly to Malaysia. I know. And just buy it there.
0: Oh, oh my goodness! We should put that on the list. Where we are contemplating going to Australia for our ten year anniversary. So yeah. we'll put that on the list. On the
1: to do list. We'll go into a corner store and buy some chicken twisties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which saying it on its own is kind of funny sounding. That
0: sounds a little dirty,
1: I guess. Okay. So All right, where were we? So we were talking we were talking about the shot of the door, hearing the shuffling inside. Yes. We, tr- we get a reverse shot from the door back over to the gang. And they're continuing to getting riled up. And then Diabondo shouts. And I think he shouts Knight Rider. I think a lot of the what? shouting in this scene is just gang members yelling Knight Rider. Um, it might it's have been Celebration just a, of his yeah, life. Just, you know, shouting it as a thing. I don't, I don't know if he actually says it in this moment, but there is shouting of the name Knight Rider. Okay. But he shouts... And it's that exclamation of his that catches the attention of the toe cutter back at the train platform.
0: Yeah. I thought his reaction was interesting. Um, It almost seemed of concern that maybe the guys were going too far and he needed to get back to them.
1: Yeah, because he's sitting there and he's like crouched, leaning up against a post. And he hears the shout. And I kind of equate it to like... When a dog hears someone at the door or sees a squirrel, he kind of does like, this sharp oh, turn. and Interesting perk up.
0: things are going on over there. I think I'll go join them in a hurry. He books it.
1: Yeah, I think he he hears the shout and then he realizes that things might be getting out of control. Yeah, because controlling a gang is one thing, controlling a riot is another thing. Yes. And he, he d- might not necessarily want them to get too out of control. He wants them to have fun. But at the same time, he doesn't want them burning the town down because that'll, for lack of a he- better term, bring too much heat.
0: <laughs> he doesn't want them to get to a point where he can no longer control them. Exactly. All right, I buy that. So
1: we go back to the storefront and Grinner is thrown out of the building through the closed door. Um, this shot here reminds me, um... Remember last Thursday I brought up that Cinefix video where they did like the things you may not know about the Mad Max movie? Mm -hmm. This is another one of the things they mentioned in that movie. The original plan that Miller and Kennedy drew up was that John Farndale was going to get thrown through the window. But then they realized how expensive windows are (laughs) and how much money they were spending on the movie. And they're like, okay, um, we could pay for a window or we could have the production team just build a door. And so that chintzy-looking screen door that he flies out of, yeah, that was just made by the crew to avoid them having to pay to replace a window.
0: Sounds good to me.
1: One advantage of them making their own door is they can construct it in such a way that it would break as he flew through it without injuring him too much. Because you want it to look real, but you also don't want to hurt your actors. Right. Throwing him through a real glass window... High probability of him getting hurt. And finding a sugar glass window to put in there probably would take more time and effort than they would really want to invest in it. Yeah, I think so. Because then they'd have to take the real window out, put the fake window in, break it, hopefully get it in one take, clean everything up, put the real window back. It's just so much easier to just make a fake door.
0: Absolutely. I think, yeah.
1: So Grinner flies out the fake door and he's caught by two of the, the vigilantes... And diabando They're the ones that kind of catch him and they start dragging him. And I think it's probably a good idea that the majority of the catching was done by the gang, the motorcycle gang stunt guys, because they were probably better, better able to catch John Farndale than, you know, your higher paid face actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of putting him in the way, put the other guys in the way. But they grab him and they start dragging him into the center of the street. And of course, meanwhile, that's all happening. We get another shot of the Chevy couple still just looking on. Once again, perfect time to leave. They could have just turned around, gotten the car, driven away. Nothing stopping them. They could have left right here and now. Yeah. Because now you've got you've got visual proof that... You know, things are, bad things are happening. So don't hang around. Just leave. And they don't. They don't.
0: It's a classic, you know, yelling at the screen during a horror movie. Don't go in the basement. Don't go in the basement. Yeah. And they go in the basement. It's it's
1: Classic. So we see them not leaving. We get another shot of the tow cutter. And this time he's running along the train platform. And as he passes the coffin, he like slaps the top of it. And I think he yells Knight Rider.
0: I think so too. I think that's the only part of him hanging out on the platform that was about Knight Rider. I think everything else that was about himself. That moment, that was for Knight Rider. Give him a slap on the back, yell out his name, and he's done.
1: Send him on his way. Yep. I could have sworn that there were other members of the gang shouting Knight Rider, and so he shouted Knight Rider, like, kind of... Like, in response? In response to them, but he's too far away. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's it's, it's a little tricky, this scene. But after we see the Toe Cutter run by, we get another quick shot of the station master, and then we get a zoom-in shot of the the couple from the Chevy who are probably just now maybe thinking of leaving because the thing that they're seeing that we're seeing them react to is Grinner being dragged behind a motorcycle. Yeah. Like on his back, middle of the road, being dragged. And I think I think the one driving the motorcycle is one of the the extra gang members. The guy holding on to the foot, I think is Diabando. Based on a reaction shot that we see in a later minute. I think, yeah. Next Monday we're gonna we're gonna see a reaction shot that makes me think that Diabondo is on the back of that motorcycle dragging Grinner down the street. Uh, but no matter who is holding on to him, like that's the sort of thing that can really like not just mess up your day, your week, your month, or even your year, like that thing that kind of treatment can just cause so many trouble, so many problems. Because this is asphalt, not dirt. It's, right. it's Basically, a giant cheese grater that he's getting dragged along. And once his clothes disintegrate, because those, I mean, he's what? Wearing, like, cotton?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's not wearing leather. As soon as that stuff is gone, like, it's going to be bare skin on pavement that he's just getting dragged. And it's not getting, he's not getting dragged slowly.
0: No, and do we see a stopping point for the dragging? No. So, he could be dead.
1: Could be, because...
0: If they drag him far enough, it will kill him.
1: I mean, we don't see exactly how long he's dragged on screen. You could, in theory, use sound effect cues and kind of time how long you're hearing the motorcycle. Estimate how fast they're going based on measuring clips and spans. Okay, you know, that's you could way go, too much work. You could go full film theory with this. Yeah, you could. <laughs> but I don't want to because that's far too much work and I have a day job. So... Even if he's not dead, like he's still going to have serious road rash. Yes. And that's like... Torn flesh, bur- you know, friction burns.
0: Right. The drag itself may not kill him, but the infection oh, yeah. might very well, yeah. very possibly could kill him.
1: Yeah. I mean, road rash is nasty. Road rash will mess up your day, but being dragged unprotected along the road, I'm going to say they probably got up to about 15, 20 miles per hour, which is nothing for a stuntman who has proper equipment on. Like, when they did the shot, that wasn't sped up footage. That was real time mm-hmm. because you see the gang kind of swarming in from the sides of the road and so you can imagine that the stuntman probably had some some thick leather on underneath his normal clothing maybe like a steel plate or something like that to protect him against right the and i'm sure
0: they knew exactly how far they could drag him with in... with what gear he was wearing how far can they go yeah yeah so
1: so while the out, actor didn't have any danger to him like there's definite threat to life and limb for the character but it's seeing grinner get dragged is what prompts the couple in the Chevy to turn their backs on the group, jump into their car, and start it up. Which, it's about goddang time.
0: Yeah, they do so in quite a panic. Oh, yeah. Like, and he can't get the car started, and probably couldn't get the key in the ignition because he's panicking.
1: Yeah, where if they had left...
0: In reality, they should have left as soon as the bikers came into town, kind of wrapped around, parked their bikes, started getting off. Their bikes. Yeah, they should have left then.
1: Because the whole signal for everyone to rev and everyone right. revving and like,
0: it's very clear that this is a biker gang. Yeah, and in the world that they live in, that is a bad thing.
1: Yeah, you know, and there's nothing holding them in that place. It's not like they're waiting for a tire to get fixed.
0: Right. They seem kind of nomadic. Yeah. So, so just
1: leave. Yeah, just drive off. Because the direction they go. They bang a left out from where they're parked. And based on where the motorcycles parked and where they were kind of... If they had just started up the car nice and normal, pulled out and started driving in the direction they eventually went, the the motorcycle gang never would have even seen them. Nope. I mean, granted, the car is pretty gaudy. It'd be, it's kind of hard to But they hadn't noticed them it. yet. Exactly. They weren't singled out yet. They could have left long ago.
0: And it's interesting because I think at the very end... Of this minute, we see them speeding off, creating a cloud of dirt. And if you look through the window, you see Toe Cutter running towards them, mm-hmm. towards going past them, towards the group of guys. Yeah. And they. <laughs> Which means that the group that went to sign for and claim Night Rider had to have walked past the Chevy.
1: Yeah, like twice.
0: Yeah. So they know that the Chevy is there. They know that the couple is there.
1: And they chose to mess with gum and chewer they and they chose
0: not to mess with them. Even though, I gotta say, and I hate saying things like this, she's awfully young and pretty.
1: Yeah. That kind of...
0: And they went for the less young and less pretty gum chewer. I don't know. Maybe she had bigger boobs?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, know.
0: the Chevy girl had nothing.
1: Yeah. She was so. kind of sticky
0: a little bit. Um, I don't like judging like that, but thinking from their point of view, like why weren't they messing with the Chevy couple? They knew that they were there. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Going back to that idea of Tokata running back. Do you remember, let's see, I mentioned on Tuesday that the train station is a kilometer south. Right. Of that intersection. Right. It's clear to me that Kennedy and Miller were trying to make it seem like the train station was literally just around the corner
0: oh, instead yeah, of
1: being so far south. And also, the train station in their creation is not south, it's a little bit north. Um, which if you know the geography of Clunes or if you've looked on Google Maps like I did, you know that there's no room for a train station back there because there's another street and then there's also like a creek. Mm. Like there's stuff in the way. Right so it couldn't physically be there but for the sake of this illustration it makes sense to throw it back there just so he'd be able to hear everything
0: right he can't be too far away it can't take them too long yeah to walk out to the train station and then for him to run back it yeah. can't take too long um but the yeah but there are problems with the geography yeah even like in universe there are problems with the geography yeah. like the direction that he's running away from the be- from the building is the opposite direction that he Runs down the platform.
1: So. But
0: anyways, that,
1: yeah. (laughs) So as he's running around the corner and the Chevy is kicking up dust, it's hard to see because there is so much dust. Yes. But at one point, Hugh Key's burn, he actually makes connection with the back of the Chevy. Yes. Like, (laughs) it... In my notes, I originally wrote they almost sideswipe him, but no, they no, sideswipe they, him. No,
0: they, I think they really legitimately hit him.
1: Like, I think with all of the dust, he probably misjudged where he needed to be. Yes. And then all of a sudden, back There's up the car. car is right there. And so he actually has to put his arms out. Yes. And you can actually see him make contact with it. So
0: there are a few moments between the last we see of him before the dust takes over that he's putting his arms out um, to shield himself from the car. Yeah. And when he then runs out of the dust, there are too many moments.
1: Yeah, he spends a lot of time in the dust. He
0: spends a lot of time in the dust, so I think that he needed to take a moment and like recover from being hit by that car.
1: Yeah, but it's it's also a testament to his ability as an actor. Yeah, to he stay just kept going, character.
0: He just kept going, and and it worked out really well.
1: Is it just me, or does the toe cutter have a weird run?
0: It was a little bit like loping.
1: It was, yeah, it was. It's like.
0: Because, I mean, he's not... He's he's tall and big and broad.
1: And he spends all of his time on a motorcycle. And he
0: spends all of his time on a motorcycle. <laughs> so, it seems very fitting.
1: Yeah, he just runs funny. It's, it's yeah. weird.
0: <laughs> um, I wanted to say something. What was it? Okay. In my first watchings of this movie, just as a whole, not analyzing minute by minute, I thought that the gang goes after the Chevy because they ran away. Yeah. Because for the entertainment of it. Like, oh, you think you're going to run away from us? I don't think so. Yeah. I no longer think that. I think it was because they hit Toe
1: Cutter. (laughs) I think it's a little column A, little column I
0: think that if they had sped off and Toe Cutter had been, even if he had been inside of them but not near them, he would have run to the group and done whatever he was going to do anyways. But he like, in a split second, changed his plan. Like, nope, that car just hit me. We're going to go after them for some fun. Yeah,
1: because he runs back with a fair amount of... Urgency. Urgency. Yes, thank you. And if the Chevy had pulled out slowly, maybe stopped and let him run by, you know, I highly doubt that he would have turned around and said, oh, hey, that car is pulling out. Let's, Let's chase them.
0: Right. I mean, they still had people in town to entertain them. They still yeah. had the remnants of Grinner and Gumchewer.
1: Yeah. But he gets out to the middle of the road and he whistles for them. Yes. He's like, the two fingers in the mouth. I've never been able to do that. No. I don't know how. <laughs> but um, he gets into the middle of the road and he whistles for them. And almost all at once, they all turn. They all respond. Yes. To this whistle. Another
0: instance of this nonverbal communication and it's very powerful.
1: Yeah, we get a very clear shot of Johnny the boy turning, and we also get a quick snippet. It's not like a full second, but it's a quick snippet of Mudguts hanging on a a post there. Yes, but I think him pretty much getting hit by that car is what he decide is when he decides, yeah, let's go after them. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of minute twenty five, which means it's time for Friday recommendations for people to check out over the weekend.
0: Yeah, I want to plug. A website called Pure Buttons, P U R E B U T T O N S. We got some promotional buttons made, and we ordered them on Sunday, and we got them today, the day we're recording, which is Wednesday. Kind of broke the magic there, didn't I?
1: Peek behind the curtain there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, and they were perfect and exactly what we asked for, and the price point was phenomenal. And we are going to hand out those buttons at PAX East. In a couple of weeks, so you can so you can get them there.
1: Yep, Julia won't be there because no. tickets are expensive and hard to come by. But I'll be there on Friday, um, just Friday, because hotels are outrageous in that city. <laughs> but I'll be there handing them out. I want to hope that we'll have existing listeners there, but probably not. Um, so hopefully, we'll get a ton of new listeners because I'm going to be handing out these awesome little buttons.
0: And what are you going to plug for Friday?
1: I was thinking of the different things of media that I consume day in, day out. And I I watch a lot of YouTube. And one of the creators on YouTube that I enjoy watching is a guy named James Brutton. uh, James, J-A-M-E-S, Brutton, B-R-U-T-O-N. He is this guy in the UK. um, I think his website is xrobots.co.uk. And he makes robots out of 3D printed parts and metal, and programming, and he does these awesome build series. Uh, He's made himself an Iron Man suit. He's built, like, three different BB-8s. He made himself a giant Hulkbuster costume, and he's just got just the most awesome presentation style. It's very easy to follow, tons of B-roll clips, and just very well put together stuff. So if you are in a situation where you have access to YouTube and you just want to put something on to watch, great background material... Because you can go off, do something, come back, check in on it, see the progress he's made. He's got playlists of these builds. James Brutton on YouTube. Very cool thing to watch. He's got like less than 500,000 viewers so or subscribers. So go on there. If you like it, subscribe to it awesome stuff and since you're already going to be on the internet um if you've got some time you can come visit us on our website at madmaxminute.com or you could follow us on twitter at madmaxminute and like us on facebook at facebook.com slash madmaxminute
0: thank you for joining us for mad max minute number 25 hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you on monday motorbikes and metal men take me to the end of the dream